in Westminster Abbey. Wait, what was that about your cock again? <laughs> oh, by the way, we're recording. Yeah. Oh, with that, you were just talking about how awesome your cock is, and now I hit the record button, and now you're, like, silent. Well, my cock is awesome. I'm sure it is. I'll take your word for it. I don't need I don't need proof or anything. Take my cock for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm not the first guy who has. <laughs> okay, uh, anyways, anyways, if, in case you haven't in case <laughs> in case you haven't today's hot topic day with Rob and I know Rob Hawk. <laughs> Rob Hawkins. And today Hawking. we're going to discuss a few uh Hot topics and current events and stuff like this. It's been a while since we've had you back, Rob. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of paranormal stuff. I did a bunch of furry stuff, and then I did some. You're in New York. Uh, oh yeah, I I loved being in New York. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I something I didn't say on the last podcast was uh, you and me probably discuss this off air a little bit. Uh, like the day before, I received this frantic call from one of the jails, and someone from my dark-seated past had called me frantically begging me to bail them out of jail. Yeah, I'm listening. I, I heard the story. <laughs> I thought you were going to... I had to take a sip of beer. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. And I'm just doing, you know, I just sleep on it for like, I, I just sleep on it until the morning, like, ah, fucking man. You know, dude's in jail. It, it's his responsibility, whatever. And he's like been calling me like all night, you know, just, oh, you gotta get me out of jail. You gotta, no one's gonna get me out of jail. And then I finally get with him on the phone and like, the fuck going on? What the fuck? This and that. Four hours before my flight, I actually, you know, figured, okay, I'll, I'll help him out just this once. Cause I figure, you know, he, He's gotten me out of trouble once or twice, you know, and this way, you know, we'll be even. For old time's sake. One last time. Is, is he uh, a fellow Hispanic? Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, he, the figures. I know, right? He's more into the, the, the druggy, meth head, coke head, you know, all the, all the, all the bad things you read about, all the fun shit that I don't get involved in. Yeah, Wait a second, he does meth? That's a that's a white drug. You stay away from meth. That's 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 for whiteies. Well, he's half white, so that's okay. And well, it, it doesn't. You don't understand when it comes to race mixing. It's like chocolate milk. You know, you, you put the chocolate stuff and you mix it up. It's chocolate milk. It's not half regular milk and half chocolate milk. You've 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 destroyed the entire vessel. Sorry to inform you. Oh, uh, okay. I suppose so. Anyways, so oh, by the way, I'm sorry. One last, one other thing. Um, Speaking of that and background and stuff, I'm 1.5% Nigerian, by the way. Oh, did you take the DNA swab? I've taken DNA and I've given it. Hey, oh. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yes, I did. And I, the first thing I asked was, am, am I allowed to say nigger without penalty now? I mean, I'm, I'm everything. I'm a trans nigger usually, but like now I could be an actual nigger. Like I feel like Pinocchio with the results. Like I could become a real nigger boy. So you're like 8%. Isn't there like a, like, don't they have like a, a threshold or something? Like, uh, you have to be. Like- I mean, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren claims that she's an Indian without any Indian blood. So why can't I be a Nigerian and say nigger with 1.5? Well, that and Rachel Dozell, doesn't she make a similar claim as well? 
<laughs> yes, she does. And her, her kids apparently hate it. That, that's a, that is definitely a topic for a, an upcoming episode. Uh, Rachel Doljal has a documentary coming out and her, and her, her African American children are like incredibly annoyed with her. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. I mean, she's, she's no different than they are. <laughs> It's true. Okay. Anyway, so anyways, I'm, I'm I'm like four hours. I decide to, you know, you know, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna help my, help this guy out. So I I run around. I do all this shit to get him bailed out of jail. I'm running, you know, running against the clock here, you know, because I do all the paperwork. I get all this shit processed because I've never bailed anyone out of jail before, and it's pretty easy. It's filling out a lot of paperwork, but then there's, you know, it's filling actually filling out the paperwork, putting down money for it, and he tells me. I'll, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. It's going to be like 2000 bail, you know, 200 up front, uh, you know, and th- that's nothing for me. You know, you know, and I'm on my way to New York, so I'm going to be spending money anyways. And it's like, I do not need this shit. So anyways, I put all the paperwork up and then I go up to the, to the jail and I, and I, you know, turn the paperwork in. I said, Oh, here's a guy's bail. And then the, you know, the guy takes it and then he looks at the clock and says, yeah, we'll, process the paperwork by next shift so he probably should be out in like eight to 12 hours and i'm like <laughs> okay it's like um do i need to be here for that because i got a flight in like <laughs> in like less than an hour and he's like no 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 you don't you don't need to be here and you know there's like a payphone and shit up there you know he could like call you know, it's like yeah he'll get a free call on, on the payphone it's like oh okay well see ya so then i hop my happy ass onto the plane and have my amazing awesome new york adventure and the halfway through the second day he finally calls me back and he's like oh what are you doing and, and stuff like that and i'm like i'm like what are you doing did you go to the did you go to the bail place he's like no i went to, i went to work it's like i'm assuming you i'm assuming you're a good boy rob and you've never been in any kind of trouble so as i've has, somehow never been caught like I, yeah. I've only been cuffed erotically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you're you're a good boy. So, and, and no, most just, of our I've just never been caught. And difference. most of our our listeners are are good boys as well, and girls, and everything in between. And anyway, so as soon as you get bailed, you're supposed to go to the the bail bondsman and fill out the paperwork because they have more paperwork that you're supposed to fill out once you get out, so that that way they can keep tabs on you. Until you make your court case, because until then, you know, they're pretty much accepting responsibility and I'm accepting the res- financial responsibility if he doesn't make his court date, you know, shit like that. And he, he goes back and forth and I yell at him online, of course, because I can't talk to him because I'm in the middle of it. I'm sitting in on the Bobby Kelly podcast and you know, dude, when you bail someone out, dude, Bobby Kelly. Yeah. You know, he, he called me a fat Mexican and. <laughs> <laughs> and that was called me what I am. Yeah, I felt so honored. I felt so honored. And anyways, so I'm, I'm texting back and forth, and then I'm, I'm giving him the shit, and then he like texts me the picture of the outside of the of the bail bonds office, you know, to prove that he's there. Like oh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. because he doesn't want to piss me off, even though I'm like half half a world away on the other side of the world. Technically, well, as far as he's concerned, anyways, and then he finally gets that stuff taken care of, and and you know, it's like, oh, finally, dude, what the fuck? And that was just a bit of a headache that I had to go through, you know, while I was having my New York adventure. But yeah, that's that's just a a small piece of bullshit that I had to go through, and it's like, oh god, what a headache. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're friends with Hispanics, right? They're lawbreakers. <sighs> Yeah, 
most <laughs> most of the time most of the time yeah i mean there are a few good ones out there but unfortunately the ones i grew up with in the neighborhood that i grew up in there weren't a whole lot of good ones oh i'm sorry to hear that <sighs> yeah my mom made it a point to make sure that i wouldn't be uh a bad egg. She would beat the shit out of me with her chancla. It worked. It worked because I never got into any heavy drugs. Only the lightweight shit like weed and shrooms and stuff like that. And anything with crack or cocaine, I, uh, no, I'd stay away from that shit. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of drugs and, and abuse, you know what, Rob, what have you been up to? What have you been up to lately? Have you had any fun adventures? Because I know your life is only like a fraction of as exciting as mine. Um, let's see. Uh, no, I, I haven't really had any adventures recently. Okay. Okay, so just boring, boring. Just a lot of jerking off thinking about dead Parkland students. Oh, yeah, yeah. You probably know who else jerked off to, to dead kids? Uh, I don't know who. Stephen Hawking's. Or maybe it, he was, what? he was dead <laughs> because I was listening to Come Town and they cracked this one joke that I thought that was so hilarious. And it was like, you know, they said, Stephen Hawking died at 76. More like he finished dying at 76. And I thought that was hilarious because he's been dying for like so long. I mean, everybody's been dying from the second that they've been born. Yeah, technically we're all dying, but he's had a leg up on everybody else. And he's been having these machines keeping him alive and stuff. And anyways, digging up on Stephen Hawking, it's like I'm seeing two responses. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I've been drinking beer. Um, there are these two camps of response. Either there are people who love him, who worship him, who just wish they could suck his dick. And normally that's all the paranormal podcasts that I listen to. They're all going out, oh, he's such a wonderful person. I want to suck his dick so hard. And then all the uh comedy podcasts that I listen to, they're like, they're cracking jokes about how his greatest accomplishment was cheating on his wife from the from the wheelchair <laughs> and I did some digging and apparently you know not only did he cheat on his wife but also his second wife allegedly beat him uh, according to the daily mail is it that he would have bruises and stuff on him and like his his kids were like I was shocked about that that he had kids um but his second wife Elaine the nurse that that he cheated on his first wife with and eventually I think he divorced her as well yeah, hey, I mean, Hawkins, he's, he's a busy guy. Anyway, she would like punch him and stuff and, and hold him under the water and like leave him without a, without his, uh, urine thing. So he'd wet himself or sometimes just leave him out in the sun and, and just all this, this just terrible stuff. Yeah. So he was pretty much a battered husband. Poor guy. And not only that, but he also went to, um, do you know who, uh, Jeffrey Epstein is? Um, I've heard the name. What is, who's Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, um, he, I believe he was convicted of having, uh, soliciting sex with an underage minor or something like that. He owned this island called the Island of Sin. Oh, 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 is that, that where, uh, Bill Clinton was flying over to and everything else? Yeah, that's right. That's right. In yeah, fact, yeah, 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 I know. Um, okay. Stephen that's, Hawking that's in 2015 was at a science egghead conference in the island next door. And so they yeah. figured, you know, hey, we're in the neighborhood. I'm famous as fuck. Let me go over to Kitty Rape Island and have me some fun. Let me explore some of those little black holes and the little black boys. Ooh. So he flew on the, uh, Lolita Express, uh -huh. 
and, and there's like pictures of him on Jeffrey Epstein's island. And Jeffrey Epstein actually took him on a submarine ride. They, they modified a submarine to fit him in so that he could look at underwater shit. And I'm pretty sure that's not all the deep sea diving he did while he was there in the, uh, virgin oasis, if you know what I mean. Hint, hint, wink, wink. That was the only island in that cluster that wasn't part of the virgin. <laughs> I, uh, like, but, but, you know, in general though, if, if you're a kid and Stephen Hawking somehow can rape you, I mean, shouldn't you be raped at that point? I, like, I don't know. I, I, I've never, like, are, I've are never, that I've never been raped by a wheelchair bound man, nor have I as a wheelchair bound man, which I'm not, have ever had the desire to rape a child. So I can't offer any perspective on that. No, all I'm saying is, is merely, he's not just a wheelchair bound man. I mean, he cannot move. Yeah. He's, so all I'm saying is someone like Stephen Hawking, if he can somehow pull off a miracle, I mean, that's would be his biggest achievement if he raped a boy in 2015, you know, not being able to move. I mean, that, that's, that's not science. That's magic. You know, yeah. kudos to him. <laughs> uh, God, we're going to hell. Uh, like Stephen Hawking? Well, you, no, he's not because I think he was an atheist. So well, Stephen Hawking's a piece of shit. <laughs> he's the one uh, a couple of years ago, Palestinian uh, intellectuals or scientists or something convinced him or browbeat him into boycotting uh, Israel. And how uh, can he boycott anyone? Well, I mean, he he types on his or he sucks on that thing or however he was able to type. And, you know, he said, I, I, I don't want to go to this. There's too much pressure on me. And you know what? Anybody who sides with Pal- Palestine, Israel is not perfect. I'm a supporter of Israel. I have fucked Israeli Jews <coughs> and everything like that. And they are our, our greatest ally in the world right now. And they're one of the sanest countries in the world currently. In the um, Middle East, that's and saying a supports, lot. What's that? In the Middle East, that's saying a lot. Anyone who supports Palestine, and you know they they support our deaths. They would love to slaughter all Israelis and everything else like that. They they would turn Israel if every Israeli left today, and they took over, it would be a garbage dump. It's a you know Israel is a beautiful shimmering fucking country, and the Palestinians would would ruin it in months, just like those fucking scumbags are uh, destroying South Africa. You know, under apartheid, Africa, South Africa was an amazing place, and now it's shit. Now you have radical leaders there uh, taking away all property from white farmers and saying, we're not going to kill white people right now, you know, <laughs> implying that, 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 that that's at least on the table. So, you know, when you're, you know, Palestine, it, they're not just a group of, of tramps who've been you know, cast out by the, you know, the terrible imperialist, uh, uh, Israelis, you know, the Zionist Jews and everything else like that. They are stupid, inbred, uh, you know, terrorist supporting fuckheads. And Stephen Hawking, in all his, in his wisdom and smarts, uh, you know, decided to ignore a group, uh, you know, a, a country that welcomes him, uh, in lieu of a country that would you know, just as soon as, you know, throw him out of his fucking wheelchair and, and, and have a family move into it or something. So fuck him. I, I, I take offense to his, uh, you know, he, they're going to bury him in, uh, fuck. What, what is the, uh, the, the big cathedral in London? 
Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd not Buckingham Palace. Uh, I'd stuff him in the Holodron Collider. That seems more up to speed. What is that? I, I'm sorry, I don't know. The Holodron Holly Hollycon Collider. The, West, yeah. The whatever it's called. Well, anyway, it's Westminster Abbey where he's going to be buried by Darwin and Newton. And I would say with with like I'm not saying that that Hawking wasn't smart. It's inarguable. He's a smart guy and everything else. That, but but really, are his achievements on the same level as Newton and Darwin? I, I would I would say not. I would I'm say not. I would say so because if you can cheat on your wife from a wheelchair and you know <laughs> rape kids from a wheelchair, yeah yeah. Well, I mean, well, you can teach Darwin and Newton a, a thing or two. Well, if it's I mean, if it's based <laughs> solely on his rape prowess, then yes, I agree. <laughs> As a as a quadriplegic rapist, I mean, I don't think there's ever been better. So, <laughs> and and I'm not saying that he did or anything just to clear the red tape here, you know. But anyways, uh, uh, you know that no one gives a fuck anyway. He had a theory about boys' assholes. You know, after he fucked them, they can only expand; they can never contract, just like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question for you. A serious question. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Stephen Hawking's is all the rage. You know, everyone talks about him. Everyone cites him. Everyone goes, ooh, he's such a big, smarty, smart, smart. I got to ask this, though. Would he be as big a deal as he was if he wasn't in the wheelchair, if he didn't have that sob story? Who the fuck knows? Who No, truly, who knows? You know, Einstein wasn't a, a fucking disabled piece of shit like, like Hawking. No, I and, loved Einstein. He was a womanizing sack of shit. Oh, I mean, he he a, he fucked more than the young guys did. He was a he loved to fuck. And, great, and he was a womanizing. You know, he he was a womanizer, and he and for a guy who looks, you know, who isn't a classically handsome man like he was. Hey, I applaud that. That's that. You know that that. Like, hey, you can charm the ladies. You know, it's fame. They are yeah. fucking fame and money. That's what they were doing. Yeah, and and if he can exploit that and get his, you know, and get his dick wet over that, then hey, go for it, dude. I applaud you. No, that's fine. But I, I you know, back to your question. Yeah. You know, Hawking may have may have made a discovery or 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 something, or may have been prominent or or something like that. So he could have been famous. Would he have? Would we have had that same level of adoration had his body not totally betrayed him? Um, probably not. Um, but the, the, to say that he'd be like totally obscure, um, I don't, I, you never know. Mm-hmm. No. So. Yeah. Let, let's get, let's jump into something more exciting. How about well, some school I mean, shooting? Let's, let's, you should have said, let's do something Stephen Hawking hadn't been able to do for 50 years. Jump into something. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into school shootings. All right. <laughs> which, which one would you, uh, like to, uh, go? Well, first let's, let's, Quickly review the Parkland shooting, and then I want to compare and contrast it with five star review. Yeah, with with uh, Mainland Great Mills High School shooting, and these are two cases that are so drastically different in their approaches and how the grown ups around them handled everything. Okay, Parkland shooting. I think it was Scott Peterson was the resource officer at the time, and uh, Nicholas Cruz. This was at Stoneman Douglas High School. Uh, Nicholas Cruz was the uh, shooter. I believe it was Sheriff Israel. Uh, that's a funny name. I don't know if it was him or the. I I think it was in the. It said that the the captain, the squad captain, or whatever it is, ordered Peterson to to form a perimeter. 
and to stay outside. And Scott Peterson, from his account, what he says is he thought that the shots were coming from outside. He didn't know to go into the building. So I guess I'll give him that. Oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Hmm? In terms of perimeter, the, wasn't the perimeter called by a female cop? I don't know that. No, because that, that was the whole thing. It, uh, Sheriff Israel wasn't on the case, wasn't, they, they had set up a perimeter. Uh, there's video of Scott Peterson, who, whatever, for whatever he says that he, or claims that he did mm-hmm. or didn't do or whatever else, yeah. he obviously didn't have much faith in his case because he fucking resigned instead of facing the music. But I believe a female officer said called for the perimeter and didn't go in. Yeah. And that's the, why the, other police departments had gone in before them, even though they arrived after them. Yeah, yeah. It was three Bullward Department's units that were outside, and then Coral Springs officers entered the building, and they, you know, by then they found the aftermath. Nicholas Cruz had dropped his gun and snuck out with the other kids during the the chaos. Yeah, and he, like, walked to a Walmart, got a pizza, and I don't know, some... And he was caught later, you know, uh, uneventful. Um, But before that, there were 32... I mean, 23 calls about crews and from 2008 to 2017, 45 crew, 45 calls about either crews, his family or his brother. I think there was a YouTube video by someone claiming to be uh, Nicholas Cruz or Nicholas Cruz dot, not whatever, you know, saying, I'm going to be a school shooter. I'm going to be a professional school shooter. No, no. Again, it was somebody else. It, he made a comment um, on a video on YouTube and then the, the person who associated with that video uh contacted authorities and they did nothing again like okay like, uh, all right I, I must have missed that and then the fbi two days before was tipped off about it and even a peer counselor there warned the school resource officer numerous times about this guy that this guy's a nutcase so basically he was tipped off over and over and over again and, you know, this is like, and Sheriff Israel, you know, Mr. I love Hillary so much has, you know, records of this and nothing was done. And I think he had Nicholas Cruz, he had like lost his mother or something and he had gone nuts. And there was like just so many calls, so many red flags that were ignored during this. And, you know, because of that, you know, 17 people, unfortunately, are dead now. um is there anything else to say on that before I, I wrap that up and then move on to Maryland? I mean, you've got the, I guess, the the big parts. I mean, I don't know how you're doing structure. I guess we're going to wrap back around to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just going to, you know, just I'm just laying out all the Parkland notes and then I'm going to give all the Maryland notes and then we're going to like stack them against each other. Because okay. when, once I get into Maryland, there's going to be a drastic change. Okay, Maryland, uh, Great Mills High School. This kid, Austin Wyatt Rollins. He went into the school. He shot a male and a female student. The female student died later. Less than a minute, the school resource officer, the uh, Scott Peterson equivalent, Blaine Gaskill. <laughs> now, that's a fucking name. <laughs> Blaine Gaskill. Sounds like medication to cure your farts. Gaskill. <laughs> yeah. He responded in less than a minute and pretty much shot Austin dead. And pretty I, much. I don't have any more on that because there's really not much more to say because the school resource officer did their job. And this was, you know, like uh, it was r- responded to, you know, in like all the procedures that were supposed to have been followed were followed in this case. As far as any advance warning of Austin Wyatt Rollins, I 
at the time, I wasn't able to find anything. I really don't know what's going on. I think I've heard rumors about how it was like uh, he was going after his ex-girlfriend or some shit like that. There's just nothing more to say on that because nothing happened. And I have to think, if Scott Peterson had confronted Nicholas Cruz, how many people would not have been shot? That's a tough question I have to ask. Well, th- there's a couple things, though. So it's not an apples to apples shooting, although there's some things that you can compare and contrast and say, you know, the, the, you know, look, see, this is where if you actually have a brave, well-equipped officer or someone, you know, force meets force and, and usually the, the well-trained officer wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the whole thing with, first of all, it, it, there was some luck involved with, uh, you know, the, the love triangle shooting. The, the cop resource officer or whatever, he was very close. So it, that part of that was luck. Uh, he could have been a, across the school. He could have been, you know, five minutes away. He could have been going out and getting a coffee or something like, I don't, I, or I don't know. I'm just saying like part of that was just some, some pure luck on, on being able to respond as fast. But, uh, you know, really it was not just the best, it was the best case scenario in terms of placement, but the cop was brave. He did his job. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, people were shot. Was it just the shooter who was killed or was someone else killed? I don't remember. Yeah, the, the female student, she died of her injuries later. Okay. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, that, who knows what would have happened if, uh, that guy had another, or the shooter had another target. So I, I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison, but it does illustrate that. When you, you're met with four, you know, when, when a, when a criminal is met with force, they, they can be taken out pretty, pretty quickly. Well, I mean, well, let me, let me ask this. Like, what if, like, instead of forming a per- perimeter, those three cops before had gone in? Well, I that, mean, that's the whole thing. Could There's a difference have been made? Maybe, maybe not. Th- those cops didn't have to stay there. There's, I don't know if it's a rule or a law or whatever, but, um, I, I'm not sure, or it's a protocol, but basically a, a police officer, even if his his or her superior tells them to stand down, if they fear someone or something is in imminent danger, they are allowed to act in that crazy circumstance. So all of those cops could have gone in. They didn't have to call for a perimeter. Uh, they're paid to put their lives in the fucking line. I'm not paid to do that because I'm a coward. But they said, you know what? I'm going to take all these benefits. I'm going to take retiring at 40 and everything else. And go, you just turned 40. Can you imagine retiring with all the fucking cushy benefits of a fucking cop? You know, it's, it's really nice. But, you know, you'll, as a policeman or, or woman, you're, you'll be called to put your life on the line, possibly. And you're supposed to do that. It, what those cops did was negligent. Uh, Steve, uh, or rather, what the fuck, Scott Peterson. It's another Scott Peterson. Um, <laughs> It's like, I just got out of this town from stabbing my pregnant wife. I mean, allegedly stabbing my pregnant wife. Well, that, that, that name is associated with death because there's also another cop who like killed three of his fucking wives. It was also named Scott Peterson. Hmm. Um, Scott Peterson but, curse. But I, I believe that the, the three cops who set up the perimeter, maybe, you know, just fire them. But, but with Scott Peterson, the resource officer who just, you know, who couldn't defend himself at all. He What he did was indefensible because he's just a coward. That's all. I think and, I uh, think he was like just milling around the building for like four minutes or something like that while the yeah, shots were going off. Yeah, four precious minutes while people were getting killed. And I, I believe that that is the, not doing your job like that as a cop 
is like deserting the army. You know what that ha- you know what they do to deserters or they're supposed to do? Put them to death. And that's that's what uh that's what they, he should be he should be fucking executed on television and uh you know it should be a uh you know it it it, it should it should come as a message to police. You you know you do your job. Do you know that there was one defender or one very prominent defender of uh Scott Peterson? Mhm. Do you, do you know that? Do you know who it is? Let me guess, Hillary Clinton? Uh, no, David <laughs> Hogg. Oh, yeah. David, David Hogg defended all those cops and said, well, you well, know. Of, of course, of course he's going to defend him because without him, he wouldn't be a fucking superstar. Well, he was saying that, you know, they're, they're just good people, you know, and, and who would, everybody, if you just got a Glock, you know, you, you'd be afraid to stare down the barrel of an AR-15. Although the Bernie Sanders supporter who went to try to kill Republican congressmen uh, he had a rifle. I don't know if it was an AR, but it was a rifle. And two, uh, you know, DC security people with, with guns confronted him with, with pistols. So cops are supposed to do that shit. You know, again, it's not for me, but I'm not a cop. You know, cops should be rewarded for their bravery and they should be severely punished, uh, when they, they turn tail and run because it's not just, you know, the, his entire, the Scott Peterson and those other cops, their entire lives or, or careers have led up to this moment. So therefore we've been paying for nothing. You know, they failed completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, they, they should return their money. They should, you know, the three of the, those cops may go to jail or banish and they, they go to England and, uh, and fucking, and Scott Peterson should be killed. That's, that's my view. <laughs> but, but little David Hogg, he defended them. You know, he, he's just uh, everything that I've seen, his grandstanding, his, over, his overly dramatic delivery and everything else. I haven't seen his profanity laden interview. And I don't give a fuck, but, um, he is, is, is annoying as he is. I don't think you could have gotten a better person to be the face of the anti-gun movement because he, it just shows how fucking stupid they are. But he's just a child. We should I'm, listen to the children. What about the children? That's what I was thinking about calling this episode. What about the children? And then follow it, but with the, uh, the George Carlin line, fuck the children. <laughs> Stephen Hawking did apparently on that island. Call that. <laughs> uh, but um, you know what? All, all I can say is that Ben Nicholas Cruz obviously missed a few people that he, he should have gotten, and <laughs> David Hogg and that fucking skinhead Dyke should have been both of them because they're just dramatic, fucking overly dramatic, fucking morons. And you have the, the the leftist media going, "We should listen to the children, should we? Should we listen to the fucking children for what? Yeah, what are we yeah. listening to the children for?" They go, we need sensible gun control and everything else. What sensible gun control would you like? You, you know that the most restrictive, the, the top five restrictive uh, cities in America, if you took out all the gun violence, they have, the, they have some of the most restrictive gun laws within, you know, it, it, you know, in the country. And if you took out the gun violence generated in those cities, our gun violence is about the same as countries that don't allow gun ownership at all. Hmm. So, uh, so again, for, with this whole debate, cause that, that's really where, where it comes down to, you know, with, with gun control and everything else. And, uh, you know, David Hogg himself said that, you know, the NRA, uh, you know, 99.9% are, are just good, you know, gun, gun, you know, law abiding gun owners and everything else. So then, you know, if that's the case, if you feel as though that most gun owners are law abiding, it's not that NRA makes up all gun owners, but, uh, you know, let's, let's just, Let's just, for the sake of this argument, say that they're a microcosm, gun ownership, legal gun ownership nationwide, which they kind of are. And you'll find that a vast majority of legal gun owners 
follow the laws and don't commit crimes with their weapons. So if that's the case, then what would more laws do besides penalize people who are already following the laws who, uh, you know, again, it's like it's upper 90, it's like 99%, you know, very, a very small amount of gun violence and gun crime is perpetrated by, uh, you know, people who own legal guns and nothing would have fucking, there, there is a good system in place, but it needs to be followed. And this is a, yet another high-profile gun case where the authorities have fucked up. The church shooting, you know, in your hood in uh, Texas was another one. Uh, Dylan Roof, that scumbag racist who killed those poor people, uh, you know, in the, the historically black church. Those were all fuck-ups that could have been totally avoided if proper protocol was followed. Because the laws that we have, largely that are on the books, are, uh, I would say, uh, some are sensible, some are far, you know, they're totally overbearing. And, uh, you have one side of the, you know, the, of this country who, who are, again, arguing to take more of our rights away. They should really go to other countries where people don't have rights. It would change their perspective. And they don't know what they're talking about. At some point, there are people calling for banning all semi-automatic weapons. That's basically a ban of all guns. Cause they're all pretty much semi-automatic. Yeah, like, cause they clearly don't know what semi-automatic means. I love hearing, And then uh, they say like, you know, ban machine guns. You can't go and buy a fucking machine gun. Yeah, it's like they've been banned. Ban rocket launchers. No. Oh, wait a second. They're banned as well. So it's just, you're, you're, you have people who are, who are, uh, coming at this again from emotion and not with the facts and they don't want to fucking, the, the, the thing is, this is another, they, they don't care about the facts. They don't care about anything else. They just want what they want. And they don't want people to own guns. And yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's the, that's the bottom line for, for some of these people. Yeah. Well, I mean, and let's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to get into the whole, maybe we should trust the children because I'll tell you why. A couple of days ago, a Mississippi boy, nine years old, shoots his sister in the back of the head over a video game. So maybe there is something to Trump's argument of violence causes video games or video games really causes violence. <laughs> was that really an argument or, or was he just questioning? Like, I, I, it, it sounds like people just put stuff or he reads stuff and uh, he just repeats it like a fucking parrot. Probably, uh, the, probably the because with, with gun violence, with uh, the violence causing or the, the video game thing, it's already blowing over. You know, I, I can't really go into my background too much, but. Um, this is, this was just a fucking, uh, a, a, a distraction. And yeah. And, and it's, it. it's been proven that there's no correlation between video games and violence. That's, that's been a thing. I mean, yeah, there are a few nut cases, but that's pretty much for everything. Like this nine year old kid, you know, he shot his sister, his 13 year old sister in the back of the head with a, with a, with a handgun from a nightstand from his mom's living boyfriend. Because I imagine he probably kept the nightstand, the gun in the nightstand, you know, just for home defense. You know, that, sure. That, that's a pretty reasonable thing. And she was in the kitchen, and this this kid was, you know, being a little shit, and decided, you know, oh, I can't get the control. I'm gonna shoot her. You know, and he just has no understanding or the responsibility, not understanding the real responsibility of true firearms and stuff like that. Was well, a nine year old? Yeah, it was. It was a nine year old boy. You know, it's it's a child. But, but what you said is the operative word, and really, this is the thing that is almost always 
with all the point, pointing, all the blaming, all the fucking fighting and everything else. You know what the true common uh, string between these shootings typically is? Mm. It's not guns. It's not death. You know, what, what is the real cause? What, I mean, what is, what do these shooters really have in common? Besides uh, that they've committed a heinous act. Well, they're, they're, they're fucking nuts. They're fucking they, nuts. Yeah. They're, they, no, they're mentally ill. Yeah. You, know, you, you had Reagan in the eighties empty out mental institutions and dismantle them and everything else, basically flushing the toilet of, uh, you know, insane people. And, and you've seen it with, you know, with the stories of, uh, this Nicholas Cruz. How difficult it was, you know, to get him committed. It's really hard to get someone committed involuntarily. And you want to, so, so you want to do things. So, so, so really, Dave, David Hogg, by the way, you know, I fucked him, uh, without a condom and I got Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, such, he's such an attention hog. <laughs> um, he, he only fucks fat girls. <laughs> David Hogg. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, so David Hogg kind of wants the same thing that everybody else does in, in the sense that we don't want to get shot with guns. You know, we, we you know, we want, uh, we, we don't want to get killed. Yeah, you that's know, a reasonable want, thing. We want gun violence to, uh, to go down. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, you know, how do you really get gun violence to get down? And I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm talking about real solutions for gun violence. Like, do you want gun violence? And I'm not talking about suicide. Like CNN loves when they talk about gun violence to lump in, you know, violence from one person shooting another or multiple people. And they, they want to lump in suicide. If guns weren't available to people who want to commit suicide, they would find another way. Mm-hmm. So that is, it, it's them pushing an agenda. They can be biased. That's fine. They're all biased, but at least be fair. They're not. You want to eliminate gun violence in America or, 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 or get it down to something that, that's close to, uh, countries that, that maybe don't have gun ownership, that don't allow it for their citizens. Here's what you do. Uh, first of all, you acknowledge the facts. That a vast majority of gun violence it is perpetrated with illegal guns, illegal handguns for the most part. So, like all the hubbub with the AR-15 shit, you know, it, AR-15s are only involved in a fraction of the fucking killings uh, or the violence uh, in America. Uh, most uh, most of the violence is committed by minorities in inner cities. That's why I was saying before with those top five cities. If you took out their gun violence, then we we drop. I mean, we're like 189th in the world, or 200, or something like that. I read that one stat, um, but I, I've also heard that before. You eliminate minority gun violence, and guess what? We're down to very small levels because there's a problem in the inner cities, and they use guns to fucking kill each other. So that would be eliminating the thousands of murders per year. What else do you do? You get security in schools. Because schools are soft targets. Why do people attack, why do kids go to schools, especially in like uh, suburban areas and stuff like that? Because uh, they are soft fucking targets. You go to inner cities, uh, some of them do have metal detectors and security guards already. Because there was a need. There's an, obviously a need at these other soft targets. A different type of targeting, but it's, you know, it's, you know, instead of gang violence, it's, it's, it's the, these insane, uh, people who are, who are bringing guns in and everything else. So you, you put security in school. So, right. So you lock up all the minorities, maybe not all, but you, you lock up the ones who are killing each other. That's number one. Number two, and this is to eliminate gun violence. Number two, 
you fucking put some sort of barrier, some sort of security in these fucking schools. It's worthwhile. It's been going on. I was in, you know, it, it's one thing, David Hogg and these, and that dumb skinhead dyke and everything else, they're going, come on adults, you know, this is us, this is our lives, you know, we need to do this. And it's like, dude, this has been going on for a long time. This was happening when I was in school. This is happening when you were in school. Hmm. Um, so, so, so to say is, oh, like we're our action and we're the only ones to blame or blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's childish and you know what? They're stupid children. So that's, that's what happens. So when CNN goes, you know, we, uh, we need to uh, listen to them. It's like, no, we don't because they're dumb kids who are, who are running on emotion. And then yeah. third is, is back to, to, we need, we need to be able to commit people. We need mental institutions again. We need, I mean, like, like, like in a, in a very broad and real way, like in a significant way, people need to be committed or killed. I'm fine with that, but, but committed anyway. Uh, you know, Nicholas Cruz should have been in a fucking straitjacket. He was fucking nuts. His mother, who you mentioned, who had died a little while ago, uh, she had even called the police, you know, when she was alive, I, I presume. And uh, th- those three things that I just proposed will unquestionably cut down significantly on the violence. And well, there will always be violence because there are people. Yeah, if I mean- you want to do something, those are the three things. Why don't they do it? It's really bad optics. You know, a lot of minorities don't behave themselves to begin with. Just look at the fucking, you know, you know the, the popular, you know, all the, the prison system. Um, sorry, it's not just white guys fucking over black people. You know, they actually do some of the crimes themselves. The optics of throwing tons more Hispanics into fucking prisons would be too much for any politician to overcome. And, you know, we can't even throw out illegals, illegal aliens who come into this country. <laughs> Instead, we, we give them money, we fund them, and we, we take in the kids that they shit out, and we make them American citizens, and then th- we start paying for all their shit. So, that's, number one, that's not gonna happen. Um, security might happen. Some sort of security might happen, because it's, 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 it's kind of low-hanging fruit. And then the third with mental institutions, not probably not going to happen. Not not in any significant way because of this. Um, but there are a lot of crazy people. You were just in New York. You know, I lived in the area. I was born there. I worked there. And you you you're on these fucking trains and you're walking the streets and everything else. And they're just dangerous, fucking crazy people. And they're they're mixing with us. We had no idea these people need to be fucking. You know, they need to they need to be fucking committed. Yeah, uh, there's, there's like no place else for them to go. Otherwise, the system is is pretty good, uh, you know, the laws in place and everything else. And I'm, I'm always for improving and, and and refinement and everything else. But but when your thesis is that everything that we have is that or we have nothing, or everything that we have is bad, or the NRA is trying to fuck you over, the NRA wants this stuff too, by the way, because they're sick of being the fucking scapegoats. I'm not saying that Wayne Lapierre and Dana Lash and everything else are perfect because they're lobbying group and they, they have to continue to just, you know, jam their dicks in, you know, the NRA dicks in, in their faces and, and never change or, uh, you know, never change. You know, they have a position, they're going to defend it and it doesn't matter and they're not going to acknowledge any, you know, reasonable point other than their talking points. But they want this too because they don't want to, they, they don't want to, uh, deal with this crap because they know it's bullshit and any reasonable objective observer understands this is fucking bullshit. And, and by the way, and, and here's another aspect of Parkland that's really disgusting that the media has done and that the people who are, you know, the, the, the donors who, uh, we can't even, 
uh, find out who the donors are from March for Life because it's another Soros-style backed fucking propaganda thing that they're they're claiming it's just some grassroots thing. But you know what? All these kids at Parkland, even David Hogg, who I wouldn't mind seeing, or I, I wouldn't have mind if he were killed because he's a moron. These all these kids were fucking traumatized, and the media have been using them as pawns to, to push their own agenda, the media and politicians, the leftist politicians and, and the leftist media. Yeah, and well, it's fucking of, disgusting. Yeah, a lot I mean, of the never again stuff, it's, and even they've raised like $4 million from like yeah, uh, well, private funds. And a lot of it comes from, you know, unapologetically from Oprah Winfrey, uh, George Clooney, George Clooney, Oprah, or, uh, Obama, all these other big old celebrities and stuff. Yeah, they're they're proud to say, yeah, I gave money to this, and I I have an agenda. And it's like, yeah, we get this. And these kids, I'm never comfortable seeing kids used as pawns in any political game. I I'm never comfortable with that because I feel that when you're 16 and stuff, you know, you're you're raging hormones, and and you can't, you're not that, you're not experienced. You you don't. Yeah, you're in school learning and you have the school experience, but that's not, that's not the real world. They're emotional. They're not logical. They're, they're still, you know, the inside they, they have their hormones are, are bursting like, or, or, or shooting like fucking volcanoes, like volcanic eruptions. They, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. I guarantee whether he admits it publicly or not later on. David Hogg will look back at some of his dumbass shit and say, boy, was that fucking stupid. Because that's what we all do. And so I give him a little leeway. I don't think so. He should have been killed. I don't think so. He, he drank the Kool-Aid. He's, he knows what he's in for. He's going to be a George Clooney darling and he's, he's going to ride this out. I think he already knows how to ride this out. But the uh, other girl, uh, Emma Gonzalez, she's the one, the the one that the guy from the representative for Maine called a, skinhead lesbian and then of course he got trolled to death and he dropped out of his race she got he wasn't like that far off in terms of accuracy yeah well well he she they said like uh in just like 11 days or whatever she's got more followers than more twitter followers than the nra and i'm thinking well of course you know she's been and another thing you know this is my conspiracy theory speaking my conspiracy side speaking but i i don't trust you know, social media all that much because it's so hard to do anything on that fucking on any of these social media platforms. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter, you know, bumped those numbers up. Oh, you're saying like fake, like the, the, all the thousands of fake followers and stuff like people can. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be just, surprised if, if they helped it a little. Well, well, you know what? The whole thing is though, like who, who gives a shit if they're following her now? All these people are following her right now. Come back, ask me in a year when everyone forgets about this crap. Uh, it's, it'll, uh, it'll probably be in a, in a couple months. You know, because of these kids, well, I'm not going to say, well, not because of these kids, but because of the shooting and now because of these kids, you know, causing this. Yeah, it's not their fault that they were at a school that got shot up. That's a tragedy. But they're, they're doing this stuff. They're trying to, you know, I understand they're trying to work out their emotions and stuff and trying to, to do something meaningful. I, that's a commendable thing. You know, yeah, they're throwing out their opinion there. And I think a lot of it is they're being, I don't think they're being sincere. And I'm saying this because, well, again, they're children. 
they're just going to say and do whatever it is that, that gets mommy and daddy proud of them or whatever uh, celebrity that they look up to, to give them attention. And right now that's what they're getting. They're getting, they're getting on, on the news. They're getting tons of attention. They're getting tons of people saying, Oh, I'm proud of you. I love you. And the whole death threat stuff that, no one pays a fucking attention to death threats unless it's, you know, somewhat credible. No one gives a fuck about death threats. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, look at Anita Skenakorvovo, whatever it is, that, that one feminine frequency stuff. I mean, yeah she, yeah, yeah, she knew that, that death threats were sort of uh, like online credibility so much that she had to allegedly fake a few. But, you know, death threats don't don't mean anything unless it comes from some credible source. And usually... Most of the time, it's not. It's just, you know, angry, stupid people yelling at other angry, stupid people. Well, the, the death threat thing, though, that's another thing. Like, if you go back to Gamergate and shit like that, like, I had to explain this, the the difference in language to, to otherwise smart people who, again, were acting on emotion and not logic. So I'll, I'll demonstrate the difference between a death threat and a nice, a not nice thing. Hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. I am going to kill you. Mm-hmm. That's a death threat. All right. Chris, I want you to die. That's a not nice thing. But but people like Anita and other leftists and other morons don't understand the difference. <laughs> Saying I am going to kill you, that is a threat. Okay? Yeah. Saying you should die, that's me exercising my speech. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. I'm not saying I want you to die. I'm not saying, say, hey, someone, I'm, I'm not encouraging someone. I'm not ginning up a group to go, you know, lynch you or something like that. So anyway, for all the death threats and everything else, um, I guarantee if you started to scrutinize the claims, because uh, I have to an extent, and uh, there are a lot of bullshit. But anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, uh, where was I? Yeah, they're they're getting death threats and stuff like that. And a lot, a lot of it, we'd, we'd have to take a hard look at that. And I don't think that's going to happen because just questioning it is a, you know, how dare you? They're children. How dare you? And that's what another thing that I hate is the whole, but they're children. What about the children? And I'm like, it's an emotional appeal. You know, if that, if, if, if we're going to get, if you're going to get that, then maybe, they shouldn't say anything at all. Maybe they should excuse themselves from the conversation because if you're going to make the argument of they're just children, then you're pretty much saying they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have a podium. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't be talking because you're pretty much admitting a fallacy of theirs is that they're inexperienced and immature because that's what a child is, that they're in need of guidance and stuff. And yet they're the ones trying to lead us and guide us. And yet if you, if you won't, let them handle the real world, then how can they mold the real world better for us? Well, well, this is, this, you know, again, that's an emotional appeal. That's yeah. not an argument. And uh, again, anybody, if you don't want to be scrutinized, you don't step out into the, uh, you know, into the public arena. Yeah, exactly. They, they've, you know, you cannot have it both ways. Uh, you know, you, you cannot go and spew your peace, spew your stupidity, spew your hatred, and then not expect that to be answered. All that is, is it, it, it's like, 
You know, that, that emotional appeal, but you can't do that to the children. It's like screaming white privilege. White privilege is not a conversation starter. It is a conversation ender. And that's another one. It's an emotional appeal saying, how dare you emotionally? You just, you know, you, you have to give them an exception or whatever. I'm sorry. I treat people equally. Content of character. Treat people, people equally. Equally. That's so. A- that's a racist way of looking at things. Who, who, who? What's microaggression or something? Yeah, who, who came up with that? Oh. Uh, microaggressions? No, nah, I meant the whole, you know, judge people on their character and shit like that. I heard him referred to as nigger in the South. I don't know his name. <laughs> something <laughs> Martin the Luther Jr. King. Martin Luther Kuhn. Yeah, I'm, I, no, and I'm, and, and I'm sure that there have been allegations that he's plagiarized, he probably plagiarized that from someone, but he made it work. So, okay. Well, Martin Luther King was an amazing man in terms of, uh, you know, some of the stuff he, he, you know, in terms of the civil rights stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was a horrible womanizer and, uh, he wasn't a big fan of the gays. So, uh, you know, back to, uh, during that whole statue debacle, you know, where because of Dylan Roof, they were ripping down Confederate flags and Confederate monuments. And then it started spilling over to setting fire to a bust of Abraham Lincoln and <laughs> shit like that. What I was saying, we should just have a blanket policy when it comes to statues that, that someone has to be morally and ethically spotless and uh, you know, because, you know, that's almost impossible, uh, we should start by te- tearing down the Martin Luther King Memorial in Washington, D.C. Because mm. again, why would you want a homophobe? Why would you want to honor a homophobe? Why would the left want to honor a homophobe? Mm. A womanizer. You know what, you know what, I've noticed a pattern here. It seems that? all great men are womanizers. I mean, look at, uh, fucking Stephen Hawking, Einstein, Martin, the Luther Jr. King, Womanizers, and they're great men. So they say behind was, every was Stephen Hawking great man. Okay, great, like three quarters of a man. Um, <laughs> but but was, you know what, like Stephen Hawking always looked like. Like I caught, I was getting a really good blowjob once, and I caught myself in a mirror, and I just looked like I was a just a big pile of myself. And and Hawking looks like he's just was constantly getting the best blowjob ever. He barely keep his head up. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe there was, there was a kid stuck in that wheelchair someplace, you know, giving him one. You, you never know because he's been to the island. Maybe he picked up a couple. <laughs> Could you imagine like how long it would take just to fuck him? Like he would have to like type out commands on what he likes and shit like that. It would just be like 15 minute pauses. It just doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Well, I've, I've heard him go to like, um, to wine tasting stuff and all his assistants have to scramble around him to tend to his every single desire. Stephen Hawk, it sounds, he sounds like a, like a bad salesman or something. Like he's always hawking something. Yeah. Hawking that science. Yeah. Hawking them black holes. <laughs> what, who you call it black hole? It's an African American hole. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Mm, crickets. So, so I, I don't know that we resolved anything or did anything. It's just that there's a lot of stupidity uh, yeah. in Parkland. And I want to fuck Dana Lash. Mm. That's the raven-haired beauty who had to sit at that. Oh, the that NRA ridiculous. kids? Yeah. Don't they call her, I, I think the, the kids, the never again kids, they call her Beats Girl because she did like a Beats ad or something. Okay. And And I guess that's supposed to be a mean thing. But, Good yeah. one. 
Well, they have the internet, so they know everything. It's at their fingertips. But yeah, the, so um, the school... They, they don't know how to, to, to save 17 of their classmates. They didn't know that. <laughs> Google that one. <laughs> well, well, that was that was before it mattered. Oh, okay. That was before it mattered. Another thing is the school walkouts. Oh my god, I remember when we had school walkouts over something stupid. And one percent you, of the people actually cared. The nine, other ninety nine percent was like, "Yeah, wasted time." Yeah, I mean that's that's the only time is is it you know it's like oh yeah we get to go out and 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 misbehave and I think there was a, a pizza joint or somewhere a Walmart that got trashed and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's that's not you know all the all the kids, but majority of them are just you know like yeah I just don't want to be in school. Yeah, I mean, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they and and they they're not really promoting or doing anything because again, they're children. They don't know. They don't know any better. And these kids and I just I hate seeing them touted around. You know, bust around by CNN. You know, got glossed over by Time and just regarded as these great. Minds of the future. Uh, I just, you know, because these kids are so fucking smart that their life expectancy is less than ours because they're all so many of them are fatos. <laughs> you know, they, I, you know. That, I, I wait, that, that's something I noticed too. Is that I think out of all these kids, only one of them is chubby. Yeah. That, so that, I gotta wonder, did, did they pick the like the just the best looking kids to be their their? Well, I mean, he's skinny though. What well, doesn't mean good looking? I mean, he he, he looks he, he he looks like a he's he just has like a like a like multicolored or multi flavored fucking AZT pills in his fucking pocket. He he looks like he's AIDS. Hmm. So. Anyway, other than the the Emma Gonzalez chick, there's really it's they're pretty much just all white kids. And I figured that you know CNN and stuff when they're when they're picking out their their mouthpieces, they probably should have should have followed their own diversity quotas and thrown in a black girl or a black guy or something in there. Yeah, they should have been more considerate. I I think you know I I just want to say not that we I imagine don't have a lot of teen audience, but it's not that kids are fucking completely stupid. Sometimes children and teens can look at something or have a perspective that, or, 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 you know, or can bring something to the table that maybe adults have forgotten or have never considered. It's not that they're all fucking morons. It's just that they, like, it's, it's more the, 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 the students who are speaking are dumb and the hysteria and stupidity of the adults around them, ironically. Um, really has pushed it home. It's amplified it, probably more so than those kids maybe intended. No, but I, it's just at this point, I think they're just riding the wave because they love the attention. It's validating for them. Yeah. Because with the Me Too movement, we've taught that if you're not causing a stir, if you're not causing a wave of of the media worshiping you, then you're not making a difference. That's what yeah, that's what we've trained these kids. To think is that if you're not on the cover of Time magazine, if you're not being bussed around by CNN to all these uh, television appearances to talk about your thing, then no one cares. Did you see the latest casualty of all this gun shit in, in leftist Hollywood land? Uh, what's that? The very bad looking uh, Han Solo movie that's coming out. Uh-huh. You know, he's famous for his sidearm fictitious blaster. Yeah, and a, a 
a teaser poster had him kind of like looking back and like pointing the, the, uh, the blaster. And now they've swapped that out for one where he's still kind of looking back, but without the gun in his hip. So, uh, are we going to go through this who shot first shit again? No, what, what was the who shot? Oh, the, oh, uh, yeah, the Star it? Wars no. who shot first. Is that coming yes, back? Yes. Hashtag Han shot first. I don't know, but, but they, it, it's, uh, it was really stupid. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, by the way, it made perfect sense in the movie as it was. That guy Greedo was going to take him in. He was a bounty. So how does he get out of it? He fucking kills him. It makes perfect sense. It wasn't like they were just having a conversation and he killed him in cold blood. So goddamn stupid. And Mark Hamill should shut his fucking mouth too, by the way. Um, you know. Like hey, that's how, he, that's how he makes his money. By opening his goddamn mouth. Yeah, not as a political commentator. Um, no, has he and, said something political? Are if you he, kidding? If he yeah. said, if he's just regurgitating the fuck Trump stuff, then okay, I, I expect that. But if he says something relevant to gun control or anything like that. Um, I don't know if he said anything about, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he probably commented. The only thing funny that I saw him doing politically was read Trump tweets, but using the Joker's voice. That was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, he's just another one who, you know, his, he's, his movie, he starred in violent action movies and, uh, he's against violence now, I guess after he's made his money. So good yeah. job, Mark Hamill. Well, you know, I mean, it wasn't until these movies came out that people started paying attention to him again. So like these kids, I kind of put them in that same camp of he wants to sit at the cool table. Everybody wants to sit at the cool table right now. Those kids are sitting at the cool table and they want to stay there, you know, so they're going to say whatever it is that they think they're supposed to say, whatever it is that Lady Gaga tells them to say, or Katy Perry tells them to say that whispers in their ear that they think they should be saying to, to continue to sit at the cool table with the cool kids. And well, well, is Katy Perry allowed to sit with the cool kids considering she kissed a boy against his will on national television? Oh, yeah, that's right. Gave that kid <laughs> his own Me Too movement. Speaking well, of which, you know, this, this walkout and never again stuff, I think it killed Me Too coverage because we haven't done Rape Roundup in a long time and I kind of, I miss it. I miss Rape Roundup. Oh, there's rape going on all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. something. But if it's not a celebrity or if it's not someone famous, no one's gonna care. Rose McGowan, oh, she's doing fucked up stuff all the time because Did you see she's her, a like, crazy like, person. Like she she made some video about like happy birthday, Harvey. She was being all creepy and stuff for Harvey Weinstein's birthday. Yeah, she's fucked up and I think she got in a fight with uh at one of her book signings with a tranny with that turned out to be a <laughs> child molesting tranny. <laughs> did you did you see that Rose McGowan the, the like sex footage got came out? Ew. I hope yeah, it was she's fucking she's cute. I, I hope it really was from back in the day me. before she hacked all her hair off. No, no, uh it was fairly recently, but like she still mm. she's got a nice nice body, nice fucking plump ass on her and everything. Like she's nuts. 
and fucking, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think she's, she's, she's older. She's a bit haggard, but I'd still fucking bang her. She's still got a nice moist pussy. No, I absolutely would. I absolutely would too. But if I had a choice, she wouldn't be my first choice. Who would be your first choice? No, not her. David Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of a coked up, uh, Peter North, except, you know, with like without the gigantic cock. So what aspect of David Hogg reminds you of Peter North? Well, he, Peter North has that, that goofy nose and awkward looking face. Cause most guys, let's face it, in most porn, you never see the guy's face anyway. Well, in nineties porn, they made it a point to show the guy going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and of course, you know, and, and that, that, that fuck face. Uh, Peter North, you know, when he's not, you know, showing the stuff that, that we're paying to see, which is his gigantic cock. You're paying to see his gigantic cock? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying oh. to see his, his big old cock go into some, some tight ginger pussy. And. Does he call it, does he call it his dick or does he call it the North Pole? Yeah, that's it. That, I think I got <laughs> like volume 34 of that. Peter North, <laughs> North Pole. That's what David Hogue reminds me of, like a, like a, like a, coked out Peter North. Maybe when he was doing a gay porn to pay for his cocaine. Peter North? Yeah. He he wasn't gay porn. Like a gay for pay thing kind of like like uh what's his face? Um uh who who the fuck was the the uh Pete Fuck, what was his name? Um he died, I think, of AIDS. Uh, uh that that uh, could be anybody. <laughs> no, he, he was a big porn star, but he was he was involved with the what was it like the Winterland murders or something or uh, the, uh, the, the ex-cop, the black guy? No, 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 I'm gonna look this up. You keep talking while I look this up, uh, <sighs> maybe Holmes? Holmes, is it? You're talking about John Holmes. John Holmes, yeah. I don't know, what, was he involved in those murders? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, because everyone, everyone keeps asking me if I'm related to him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Only from the waist down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I've, 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 I've hit, I think we've hit the brick wall here. If we're talking I, about other shit. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. So in conclusion, um, what about the children? In conclusion, I, I think they should have been aborted. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that is funny that they care about gun violence in school. What was a handful of people get killed? The fucking, you know, kids get killed every year. And there's just a massacre going on at abortion clinics, just ripping out fucking innocent children from these fucking yuck wombs. And, uh, they don't care. They're not concerned. There was it last year, the year before more black children were aborted in New York city than born like hundreds of thousands. No one cares. Let's, uh, you know. eh, I don't, I mean, I'm pro death all the way. You know, abortum and, and, and capital punishment, you know, send them to the chair too. I maintain that, send, that consistency. Send abortions to the chair. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when, the, when the ones that, that, the ones that get away, that grow up and commit capital offenses. You know what? I, I actually, um, and, and they used to be, or, or Legion of Skanks used to be on, um, compound media. Mm-hmm. Which I subscribed to. They were doing, Pat Dixon, the comedian, uh, was, uh, doing a, a show, or, or it was a, a, they were recording a show last night, but it'll go out later. It's not live. 
and I was going to call in for some reason. Um, and, uh, I wanted to talk about why they don't donate aborted assholes and vaginas to pedophiles to fuck. <laughs> to, to manage the, the pedophilia. Like, wouldn't that make sense to like, like my dog, um, like, like, or in, in pet food or pet shops and stuff, they sell antlers now. Cause, you know, they, they, I guess they were, had an, a surplus of antlers. They didn't know what to fucking do with them. So they chop them up and they sell them as dog treats and dogs fucking love them. Like they chew on them. It's good for their teeth and everything else. Why don't we do that with abortions? Repurpose their assholes and cunts. I mean, you can say, put the whole, you know, if it's a late term, put the whole baby and, and let pedos fuck them. Wouldn't that save living children's assholes? You haven't been uh, uh, contemplating that on trip to New York? No. I'm just thinking, boy, I hope I don't get mugged. Yeah, you 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 were probably uh, that that's actually interesting. Uh uh were you w- when you went there, were you thinking like it was a New York City of like the 1970s where there's still alleyways with smoke billowing up and shit? You know, the, the New York is not it's it, it, you know, it's a huge giant city. It's not there isn't any crime, but it's really really not that bad especially where you were or where at least i think you were anyway yeah yeah i was in uh i think it was east or southeast of harlem yeah now I, it's like they've been cleaning up areas like there there is shit like i i you know dated girls who lived uptown by like columbia and shit that that's a little bit lower than where you were and i mean those are places that when i was a kid living in that area there was no fucking way you were getting in you know, especially as a white guy or white kid. But yeah, that, that ultra gentrification is pushing a lot of people out. You know, they, they, they claim they love the minorities in New York City, but boy, they don't love living. They, they love the minorities far away from them over there, not in the nice parts, except for their, their one or two tokens to make sure that they, they look like they're, you know, culturally sensitive and blah, 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 blah. The, Fuck you. I, I noticed a lot of, a lot of, a lot of minorities when I was there. Tons of minorities. You're talking uptown in Harlem, though. Yeah, and and they were all they were all in shape and and walking and you know they they looked like nice productive people. And well, and, all and the white people, people there, I I'd be, you know, it was it was tough to find a white person who spoke English. It's like everybody there was from somewhere else. Well, yeah, there are, there aren't a lot of people, you know, I uh, there are, aren't a lot of so-called New Yorkers who are actually like from that area. A lot of people I knew when I was up there, uh, they pretended like they were New Yorkers. Like, no, you're just passing through. You're not from here. You're not an actual New Yorker. The fuck out of here. Mm. Get out to here. Get out to here. Yeah, bada bing, motherfucker. Forget yeah. about it. Did you go to, uh, uh, Little Italy? No. I, I didn't go to a lot of places. I went close to Times Square. That was, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't, uh, yeah. Times Square, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, next time you go, we should definitely, uh, we should definitely hook up, not, not sexually. Mm, I'll think about it. <laughs> well, no, it won't be sexually. There's no, that's just not going to happen. No, Sorry. Then, then the answer is no. Okay. So concluding, <laughs> concluding <laughs> on kids, I, I really don't have any thought other than, you know, I, I can get the good intentions behind the children, but. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, um, I, I was just sorry. I was just uh, looking at the news while we were about to wrap up. But Russell Simmons just sued for uh, sued for ten million dollars over alleged rape. Oops. So rape roundups coming back in the next episode. People, watch out. 
Oh, okay. That's that's wonderful news. That's great news. Great to bring back the rape. So gotta we'll, bring bring that rape back. So we'll 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 bring back rape roundup for another round next time you're up, Rob. And I really got nothing on on the kids. It's just I can get the good. I can get behind the good intentions. I totally get they're trying to do the right thing. But as far as I think that their intentions are being mixed up with someone else's agenda, and that's harmful. But they're not. They may come out. They might come out unscathed of this if they're just quickly forgotten. Because then they'll just have. But with these kids, I have a feeling that this is going to make an impression on them. And they're going to try to, they're going to try to keep that contact high that I feel that five years from now, some of these kids are going to be either involved in drugs or they're going to be involved in some high stakes, you know, uh, whatever activism, whatever crazy ass activism that they can say or do, they can get them on the news. And they're going to be constantly shouting, but I'm a Parkland kid, Parkland kid, you know, anything to keep that light shining on them. Because that's the only time that they felt validated because they just didn't have anything else to cling on to. Well, well again, you know, in all fairness with everybody and all the fighting and everything else and, and really the, the mature outlook for, for most people is that with so many of these fucking issues, we all kind of want the same thing. And it's the root getting there that is where we're disagreeing. And now there's certain things that are, we're totally, you know, you know, uh, divided on, you know, the abortion is one, um, but, but not donating aborted body parts to pedophiles. But, you know, for the most part, you know, these kids are just emotional pukes who are, were traumatized and they're being used as pawns and it's despicable. Some of them will, will, will know that eventually. Some of them won't. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's why we have to continue to fight. Because, uh, these people are misinformed. They're either misinformed or worse. And, uh, you know, in America, we shouldn't be giving up our, our rights and the, and what makes up the bedrock of the absolute unquestionable greatest nation in the world and probably will ever be. Uh, and, and as fucked up as we are, we're still the best by far. We're, you know, a country founded not because of an ethnicity, but because of an idea. And, you know, again, anyone who wants to give away rights should just simply move because almost every other country uh, doesn't give you, it doesn't guarantee you the same fucking basic rights, uh, uh, you know, as, as America does. Um, so instead of taking, trying to fuck with my freedom, either freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, you name it, just go someplace else be, because I'm going to fight you till I die on this stuff because it's too valuable. And also it's disrespectful. To all the many thousands and millions of Americans who fought and who died, who worked so fucking hard, uh, for this country to give us what we have. I'm not willing to just piss in the face of, you know, of, uh, 200 plus years of American, uh, ingenuity, sacrifice, leadership, uh, because some faggots like David Hogg and that fucking chubby cunt who loves to eat pussy, uh, you know, we're victims and they're, they're being used as, as, as a prop. So fuck you. All right. And I guess we'll leave it there <laughs> and we'll see you kids next week. Have a good day. Unless, well, we'll see you next week unless you're killed in a school shooting. <laughs> <sighs> Bye kids. Bye. 
to email the show, write to Conspire a Theory, all one word, Conspire a Theory at Outlook.com. Music provided by Killer. Find her at SoundCloud.com backslash Kira Kura. If you want to find me around the internet and maybe commission me for some artwork, a few good places to find me would be at DeviantArt. You can find me there at chrisholm.deviantart.com. That's Chris, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-L-M dot deviantart.com. I can also be found on Tumblr at psychris.tumblr.com. That's P-S-Y dash C-H-R-I-S dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. I could also be found on Fur Affinity. You could find me on furaffinity.net slash user slash Cychris, P-S-Y-C-H-R-I-S backslash. If you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, I'm available at Facebook backslash Chris Home Comics. You can also find me on Twitter at PsychoChris. Be sure to find me, check out some of my art, and... If you'd like, tell me some of your stories.